This is episode 12 of Parenting 2.0, The Focused Mindset. Distant learning, online learning, virtual learning. This is all we ever hear about anymore, and it can just make our heads spin. Today, I'm here to face this reality with you and have a conversation about how we can help our kids get through this. You've been upgraded to Parenting 2.0. New expectations requires a new mindset, the focused mindset. I'm Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a family mindset coach. Raising kids is an amazing journey and things don't always turn out as planned. Still, you get to share your life with an adult in training. This podcast will help you meet every new challenge with confidence and be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. For you parents that have been told you are starting virtually, whether that's your preference or not, these episodes are for you. First, we're going to talk a little bit about the difference between emergency remote teaching and online learning, just so we can get our heads straight about that. Then we're going to talk a little bit about the teacher's journey and see how they've been feeling about this. And then I'm going to give you some practical tips of what you can do to start to have a strong connection with your teacher. And after that, I'm going to lead you in a solution-focused exercise that'll help you move into these next few weeks with confidence. So let's get into this. The difference between emergency remote teaching and online learning. I think in theory, just by listening to that, we know, oh yeah, there's obviously a difference. Unfortunately, our brain might not have made that connection yet. And I know from surveying many of you that as soon as you think distant learning, your mind goes right back to what happened in the spring. Your mind thinks about when those doors were shut and all of a sudden we don't know where education is going to come from. And then the kids were expected to hop online and begin learning without any preparation at all. Well, that is emergency remote teaching. And I'm glad we had the internet to be able to give that a shot and try. Because if this was the same situation happening 30, 40 years ago, that option wouldn't have been there. And this would have been, for the most part, a completely lost year. Um, Even more so than what some people say that it already has been. Yes, we have had loss. But thankfully, the emergency distant learning allowed teachers to at least try and reach out and do their very best to continue some learning. I don't want any of you parents out there to hold on to any worry or doubt about your kids being behind because of what happened in the spring. Because everybody's going to have gaps. Everybody is walking into this new school year with a very strange experience. But the part that makes this hard is we're still walking forward into a strange experience. It's not like we can say, oh, well, the past is the past. But that's what I'm going to ask you to do. Because the truth is, online learning has been around for quite a while and been very successful. 
We can find many, many college models and high school models of online learning that has been even more successful. The truth is, is that some online learning models have surpassed the in-class models. Hybrid models are becoming more and more popular in colleges. And what was looked at years ago as a secondary, lower-class way to do education is becoming a well-respected method of learning. Now, for younger kids, there's also been online learning models and blended models that have worked so well. So let's remember that online learning has been well-researched. It is a viable method for learning. And even if it might not be our preference, we can see success. And the main reason that we can see success is because there are amazing teachers out there that are invested in your child. I work with them. Man, their passion for learning is just unbelievable. Sometimes we can get stuck in the negative. I've heard some comments from parents that are just out of emotion, that that kind of low-key put down the teachers and where they're at. What's actually true is that just like you, the teachers were in a crisis mode. They were faced with a challenge that they had never been faced with before, and they were given direction from their school districts that they needed to follow. I know my own daughter was in that situation, and I watched her go through it. Yeah, I realize that I'm in a unique situation, and that's why I feel so strongly about talking to you about this subject, because I'm a school counselor, so I was able to see the perspective in the spring and also now in a very, I don't know, you could say like, uh, I've been able to watch it in real time from everyone's perspective. I kept counseling students. I had a lot of parents that reached out and talked to me about how it went then and many that have reached out in just the last couple of days. I've worked closely with teachers and administrators, and I've been able to see the struggles that they've gone through as the states have put regulations on them and long, drawn-out meetings with the people on the board and decisions being made, and then they just have to sit and wait and find out how it's going to impact them. Our hope is that we'll be able to go back to being in school. Almost everyone has that hope deep down. And so many teachers are just longing to be in their classroom. Now back to my daughter when she uh, was teaching. It was her very, very first year of teaching second grade. She was so excited to be hired. And she was hired a little bit after the school year started. And when she went online, she put her full energy into it. And even if there were just a few little second graders logging in and doing the work, she put her all into it. But as the year rolled forward, she was being told they were going to go back and she realized they weren't. And the decision was made again that they weren't. She began to get really sad and many tears were shed. Now you might think, well, you know, she's young and it was her first year teaching. But that is not the only story that I've seen. Just yesterday... I was able to get my hair done. What? Yes, I was able to get my hair actually done by a professional. The very first time since probably, I want to say February. Yeah, it's an exciting moment. Let's take a minute to celebrate. (laughs) But during that time, I was, uh, there was another lady that was also getting her hair done that was uh, social distancing, but sitting with me and she overheard that I was in education 
And she told me that she was a kindergarten teacher, and we began talking. And she talked about her classroom and fixing it up and getting ready and what she would be doing this time of year. And all of a sudden, I saw tears in her eyes. And she just stopped and started to cry. And she said, I'm so sorry. I just, I may not have been processing this. Maybe this is the first time I've really thought about this. And in that moment, I can only imagine what was rolling through her mind when she was sharing with me how much she loves teaching. And then the reality that, wait a minute, this year is going to look different. I'm not going to be able to greet those kindergartners and see their bright, cheery faces and deal with the ones that are crying and all of the normal things that happen when they enter kindergarten. And it broke her heart for a moment. But it didn't take long before she began to tell me all the things that she was doing to prepare for online learning. Those are just two examples of so many teachers that have such a heart for the kids and just want the best for them. So the best thing that we can do is help them have a good attitude walking into this school year. Help them have the same excited attitude that they might have any other year. And before we get into the solution-focused exercise, I want to read to you words from a parent, Kelly, who shared with a group of parents in our Facebook group. She says, all three of my children have been in the school district since kindergarten. The best that any of our teachers and schools have to offer will only exceed our expectations and will teach our children valuable lessons that they wouldn't have learned if this wouldn't have happened. I have full faith in our teachers, and so should you guys. Come on, they have even less control than we do. Rather than complain, and I'm not saying that we are, let's try and be positive. Years ago, my daughter was diagnosed with a serious disorder, and the doctor talked to me privately first to tell me that your reaction and your words will determine hers. I think we have an opportunity here to be positive about the cards that were dealt and exercise resilience. I'm not interested in debate. I understand that some people are in a situation where they're forced to missed work or to hire somebody with their kids, but this too shall pass. Let's support our educators and show them that we love and appreciate them because I believe that they're hurting too. Those words touched my heart. Immediately, I began to have conversation with this parent to let her know that I appreciate that attitude so much. And that's the attitude that we can all have. I want you to know that you can go into this year with confidence because you know that that teacher is there on the other side doing their best. Now, you might be thinking, hey, it's mostly going to fall on my shoulders and it's just a big bunch of stress. I'm not going to lie. The stress is going to be there, but I still believe that your approach to it is going to make all the difference in the world. If you're walking hand in hand with that teacher, the stress is going to be less on you. But that said, what can you do today to begin to prepare and in the weeks to come? There's no way that I'm going to be so naive to tell you, well, just do step one, two, and three, and it's going to be no problem. No, you're going to need to see how things go and Day by day, week by week, gauge what's needed and move forward just one day at a time. I can tell you that when you tell your child and tell yourself, 
we're just going to take one day at a time. That right there will lower your stress. Now, before we get into my three tips to help you with your communication with teachers, I want to take a minute to acknowledge parents like my friend Tammy, who had this to say about the subject. My child is really upset about virtual learning. It's hard when both parents are working 10 hours a day, five days a week, and you have no other relatives to help out. He was so looking forward to going back to school. I understand. Families in those situations are looking forward to going back to school more than any of us. Of course you guys want your child to be safe. But you also know that the safest place for your child to be while you're hard working is at school doing their job. Since you are walking into this new challenge, I want to let you know that one of the very best ways that you can continue to develop a relationship with the teacher just to be completely transparent and inform them of this situation. Another great idea is to reach out to the support staff that's at your school. Maybe the school counselor can take a little extra minute to check in with your son. This is time for you to reach out and get the help and the resources that you need in order to feel successful, and that's going to take you communicating. It is really hard for working parents to communicate all the things that they need to. That's probably one of the biggest things that fall through the cracks is, oh, let me just sign the paper and get them to school, and you assume that any communication the teacher needs, they'll just get it to you. But I would suggest in this situation that you take some extra time to really let the teacher know what your circumstance is. Yes, he's disappointed, Tammy. And yes, he is let down. But do what you can to help him see what an amazing person he is for taking on this challenge. Take, those, take a few minutes after that long work day and ask him to show you what you're doing and celebrate with him and praise him. Those are the moments that are going to go a long ways during this virtual learning period of time. Now, let's dive into some tips that you can do to make sure you have a strong connection with the teacher, even when you're in a virtual space. My first tip is to make sure you are a partnership. The second is to let them know about you. And the third is to share your child's successes. Now, none of these should be meant to put pressure and weight and an extra added work on you. In fact, in the next episode of this two-part mini-series, I'm going to talk about ways that you can help your child take ownership. If they start to lean on you for things that they can do, that will make your relationship stressful. It'll make you feel like you need to reach out to the teacher about every little thing, and it will make you have a much harder time walking through it. So there's good reason and good motivation to continue to tell yourself, I need to help my child have as much responsibility as possible and put what needs to be in their lap in their lap. But that said, It will be a partnership a lot more than you could ever imagine during virtual time because the teacher is not there. The teacher can't see the things that you see. She puts the work out there. She sees them in a Zoom and she can't sit and observe and write down notes and anecdotal records. And and a lot of what a teacher does each day is watch 
where the children are at so she can gauge where she needs to go. So if you walk into this looking at it as a partnership, then you're going to be able to respect the things that she gives for work and respect the communication and just walk forward through each day with the attitude that you guys are in this together for the best, greatest good of your child. Your teacher is invested in their future, and so are you. So you guys have a lot in common. And my second tip is let them get to know you. Usually getting to know the child happens authentically in the classroom. And sure, they might do a getting to know you page at the beginning of the year, but really getting to know the child happens day in and day out as they're learning. Well, how can you help that teacher get to know your child and get to know you? How about taking some pictures of when they're doing work or other times of the day and sending it her way? How about sharing a short, cute story or something that they said? Taking a picture of their artwork or other hobbies that they have and sending it to your teacher. Let the teacher begin to know about your son or daughter. So when they do get back into the classroom, it won't be a surprise at all. Be like, oh, I already know this child. I already knew that about them. These are the type of things that will cause a strong connection. And can you imagine when the teacher feels connected, even through the computer and knows that you care to send that about them, they're going to just have a special place in their heart for your child. My third tip is to share successes. I mentioned a minute earlier, sending pictures and things like that. Well, stepping it up a notch, think about the fact that except for the work that's actually turned in, a teacher that's teaching virtually has no way of really knowing how far your child has come. And when she's doing grades and when she's thinking about the work they've done, really all they can do is look at this computer screen and what's been turned in. But guess what? You can be the one to give that teacher a broader view of your child. And what a great situation when you look at it that way, that you have the opportunity to help your child's teacher see your child through your eyes. And I'm talking about their successes. You can leave out the things they're not doing well. It's unnecessary. But you can say, I saw growth in their writing, in their reading. You might have a learning moment at a park that you take your child to or in a hike you saw some nature. Remember that success because that's a learning moment that the teacher is missing out on. And then shoot them a little message. This is a way that connections are built Now, when they are doing their schoolwork, you want to remember that that teacher put a lot of work into that schoolwork. It's not as important that everything gets done right, but just that your child is present and available and doing their best. Teachers are going to appreciate that. As a matter of fact, in all the teachers that I've talked to, when I said, what do you wish for your students? What do you wish that you had more of? Without hesitation, each one of them said, I just want them to log in and do their work, even if it's not right. Now, they're going to be graded on their work, and your child is going to be just as tempted to put that stuff aside and not do it because there's not a teacher hovering right over their shoulder. 
and I don't want you to have to play the role of the teacher hovering over their shoulder. More than that, I want you to be able to say, oh, I can't wait to send that to your teacher to celebrate what you've done and and brag on them. Kids love to be bragged on. So they should absolutely know that you're sharing those successes with the teacher. It's going to help them want to take a step further than they normally would towards success in their school. The bottom line is we all want our children to have success every year of their school. And this school year will be no different. Even though it looks different and we have no idea what's around the corner, hey, we might be back in the classroom in a month, two months. Who knows? What we do know is that we're invested in our child's future and our teacher that is assigned to our child is also invested in their future. So capitalize on that similarity. And now we're going to move into a solution-focused exercise, something that you can do all week long that'll help you be in the right headspace to support your child as they build a relationship with their teacher online and also to help you walk through this challenge with confidence. What I'm going to ask you to do is to focus on noticing. Notice everything that's different than it was before. Like I said at the beginning, there's a big difference between going into virtual learning because of a crisis and online learning that's deliberate. So in order for you to really see the difference, what you're going to do is notice between now and the next couple of weeks, each thing that's different. That's going to help retrain your mind from any upset trauma, worry, or stress that has happened in the spring because of the way we had to go to school. You're going to retrain it to look at this in a positive manner. And when you notice something, you're going to jot it down or somehow just keep it in your memory bank and then find a way to bring that up and say it out loud. There's a lot of power in saying the things we notice out loud and not keeping it in our brain. Say it to your child. Wow, that's really a new way that they're doing math. Oh, I really noticed that you're getting a different type of feedback when you turn things in. My goodness, that's really neat the way that you're keeping your notebook. I don't remember that last year. You're having your notebook all in order. That's great. Or look at your notes. That's amazing. We should take pictures of that. See anything that is different. I'm going to ask you to notice it this week. I don't know what you're going to notice, but unless you're ready to see it, you might notice things that are unhelpful for your family and then bring those up. And that is exactly the thing that leads to negative outlook. In order to flip the script on this whole situation, the only thing you can be in control of is yourself and your attitude. What vibe are you bringing in to this situation? Are you having a slight eye roll or, oh, what do we have to do now? Or just little comments like, if we weren't online, this wouldn't have happened. That's bringing a negative vibe into this situation. It certainly doesn't help your child. And if your teacher senses it, it certainly isn't going to help them either. So consider the vibe that you have as you walk into each situation that has to do with virtual learning and make sure that it's coming across confident coming across with uh, a certain level of expectancy that brings positivity to the situation. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes for a tool that I've created for you to take note of your vibe in every situation so you can 
train yourself to have the best vibes possible. That's something you're in control of. It's not just the ambience of a room or the color of a wall that's giving a vibe. It's you, within you, you're walking around with the ability to change the feeling in a room. I suggest that you download it. It's a free download, costs absolutely nothing. And you can download one for your child as well and you guys can do that together. I know for my child, I'm planning on doing that self-evaluation each day for the first week and then add that to my little time that I spend with her doing the Big Life Journal because the Big Life Journal is all around building resiliency, which I know that my seventh grader is absolutely going to need. And this time is amazing, unprecedented really, to think that I'm making a podcast for parents that are starting their kids online and did not ask for them to be. That alone is pretty amazing, but it's so widespread that you just need to know that this is history. You're going to be able to remember these moments and share them with your family years down the road. So let these memories be cherished rather than dreaded. From here on out, you can choose that attitude if you'd like to. So there you have it. You're equipped to move into the 2021 school year, ready to support your teacher, ready to build a connection, and ready to help your child have the best year that they possibly can. And I'd love to hear about your journey. Just like the parents that have spoke up, I want to hear your voice. Feel free to hop over to my website at www.thefocusedmindset.com. You can contact me. You can find out more information because you're not alone in this journey. You have all of us together with you. Join my community so we can talk about this and we can have candid conversation, candid positive conversation about the things we're doing for our family in this unique season. But for now, it's time for me to sign off. So until next time, guys, take care.